Thank you for tuning in to R12, Brother Randy, Brother Nate, Feeding the Faith, one podcast at a time. Another episode of R12, Brother Randy, Brother Nate, Feeding the Faith. It's been a while since we've done one, hasn't it? Yeah, a little rusty, needed, or... Yeah, need to knock the dust off of. That's what we wanted. So we didn't, we didn't do one last week, did we? Nope. We've been uh, too tied up. Kind of ironic. Um, the last one was about the Sabbath and rest. And oh, trust me, I rested on the Sabbath. Oh yeah, I did I too. Was, I was wore. I didn't get nothing done. I, I slept. And, oh, uh, I was wore, slap out. Yeah. And then, I preached last night. Oh, yeah. I needed, I took a nap after I got home from church Sunday morning. I, I, I had to. There wasn't no way. I just didn't have the physical energy. If I hadn't took a nap, I, I mean, it was all God anyway. But I, could, I couldn't even focus. I was, I don't know, my mind wasn't even attached to my body yet for a, a couple of days. Well, you know, we get like that. Uh, God didn't create us to run every day, all day. I, I have a bad habit of uh, staying up late, especially when I have to get up early the next morning. Well, you're kind of working two jobs. Yeah. And a daddy. And a husband. And a coach. And a coach. And a player. Well, I was a player. Season's over. Season's over. Did thank, not end well. Thank the Lord it's done. Went to tournament. Got put out in a doubleheader, double elimination. We were done. So kind of thankful for it, though. I feel like that was God kind of giving me some rest and some spare time. Or so you thought. Or so I thought because now <laughs> I've got to pick up the, my wife's slack on babysitting the kids and doing their homework. Well, I wouldn't say wife's slack well, as much as time. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble if she Now the, that. the season's done it's time to be papa and hubby yeah not not player of a losing team there <laughs> but i'll tell you one good thing about it is there's victory in jesus even when we amen lose. even That's when definitely. we lose and everything in life there's victory in jesus well it don't matter what we lose in this life whether it be simple as the ball game or things we own and have or god forbid family members Go on to be with him. Absolutely. We still have victory. We still have that victory through the blood of the Lamb. Yeah, last week was, uh, work-wise, it was a really long week. We had a lot of big jobs last week. Um, Probably some of the biggest jobs we've done in quite a while. Normally, our jobs consist of a couple hours in and out. Two you know, or three jobs a day to at about two hours. Yeah. Um, and it really works out where we work about eight, eight, eight and a half hour day drive time and doing these jobs. But last week we had just a handful of jobs, but the jobs were so big, they were literally taking majority of the day to do. And uh, 
It was exhausting. It was because you you don't realize that little bit of drive time between jobs is kind of like a period of rest. You know, you get something to drink, get something to eat. But Your body starts thinking that you're done for the day. <laughs> on them big jobs, you know, we have a habit of we just keep working until we get it done. We don't usually take a break or break for lunch or anything. We're just trying to get it over with. So, right. But that week's gone. This new week, we got some rain today. Praise the Lord. We needed it. I think all together, minus a little bit of shower, we had for about five minutes last week. We almost 40 days without rain. So thankful for that. I found a Bible verse that I was talking about. Oh, where I was headed um, with that, staying up late. Uh, God revealed in Psalms, if I can get it pulled up here, Psalms 127, verse 2. Just one second. It says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. So it's vain to stay up late and then get up early. I felt pretty convicted after reading that scripture. Well, it's not. I mean... And, and what's ironic about it is, you know, yes, I get into bed 10, 11 o'clock at night, but I'll lay there an hour, an hour and a half doing, you know, Bible study or devotion, whatever, you know. And I still felt guilty. Because, I mean, leading up to 10, 11 o'clock... What does my day consist of? Well, if I'm trying to scrunch all that in, per se, God's time in there at the end of my day, and it's causing me to stay up late, that's in vain. Well, let me try to explain that the best I can. The reason why I think it's in vain is I experience this a lot. When you get tired, when a person gets tired, if you're anything like me, you can't think straight. No, yeah. You can't focus. And uh, the later it gets in the night now, I'm a lot older. You know, by 10 o'clock at night, I'm usually... Yeah, 8 o'clock You know, my, my eyes are so heavy, I can't sit up straight. Last night, I was in the same situation. Got home last night and... Uh, we don't watch TV at the house often at all. Very seldom. You might could count on one hand how many minutes of TV. I think we watch maybe an hour of TV all week long. We do a lot of reading and stuff. So it's, it gets quiet at the house at night. Everybody's either sitting on the couch reading or sitting in the bedroom reading. And that's what was going on last night. Everybody's just kind of sitting around and reading, nice and quiet. I about couldn't hold my head up. I got relaxed sitting there on the couch, and I was nodding off, and it wasn't. Well, that's because you're an old man. Well, you're pre-senior citizen right now. <laughs> Does that mean you're I'm on gonna... top of the hill, about to go over it? 
Does that mean I get 25 cent coffee at Hardee's? <laughs> Not quite, my friend. Uh, but but I know, to, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, well, 10 years to, younger than you. I had so. to wake myself up, though, and, I, and I'm, you know, kind of jostled myself down. I was like, you know, hey, I need to pray. I need to finish reading my, my Bible, and then I call a night. So I kind of got a little wind of energy there, and I went and prayed and read some scripture. But I knew that I couldn't end my day until I had done that, until I had prayed and read my Bible. That's the most important thing before I go to sleep. Because right. if I go to, if I lay there and go to sleep, and I haven't prayed, and I haven't read my Bible, I won't sleep a wink. Really? I'll toss and turn. I'll get up the next morning. I won't feel right. You know, I, I, it's just something I have to do. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a sin not to pray and read your Bible before you go to bed, but to me, like, I, have, I just have well, to do it. Well, to each its own, but that kind of, I can't physically relate because I like to stay up until I can't hold my eyes open. Cause that's when I sleep the best. Oh, you young whippersnappers. And that's what I'm saying. But um, <clears throat> my wife, Shawnee, she uh, had the same problem yesterday. You know, we went, we got home after we ate, we took a nap. And uh, I was out. And she had laid down like 10 minutes before me. And apparently when I woke up, she's like, I can't sleep one bit. And I was like, why? And she said that God had been dealing her with her um, on... You know, all week she had felt useless. Yeah. And it was crazy because, you know, we got to church and the preacher preached on being worth something. You know, yeah. being being worth something in Christ. Being um, The message was being vital to the body of Christ. Yeah. Being a member. And um, she felt like, you know, I felt like God was speaking to me directly. I was dealing with that all week. You know, and this is the first I'd heard of any of it, so this is new to me. And, you know, she starts crying and everything, kind of breaks down on me. And she's like, you know, with our 12 business, we make T-shirts. And there was a T-shirt that said she wanted me to make her. And it said, Jesus loves this hot mess. Yeah. I actually picked it out for her. But that's what, you know, she was wanting a shirt to do with Jesus. And she ended up taking that shirt. And the Lord blessed us with allowing us to go to Carowinds this past weekend. It was a theme park in Charlotte. And I took a picture of her. She wanted a picture in her new shirt. So Sunday, I guess Saturday night, when we got back, it was real late from Charlotte. And uh, she said that that night she started to make a Facebook post. And, you know, I know you're not on Facebook. Me and her is on Facebook. We try to share the gospel every time we post something. Yeah. Try to. And she said that she felt like God was wanting her to kind of post something to do with that shirt along the lines of witnessing, you know, for somebody else because she's here lately, you know. God's been using, you know, dealing and using her um, with other women. Yeah. And uh, she said she couldn't really toss and turn all Saturday night because she didn't make that post. So she got up, um, you know, the next morning, still felt that led to do so. Well, we waited until after the service. She didn't do it. She laid there. I think for an hour, you know, I slept about almost three hours. I took a three-hour nap. <laughs> and she laid there for like an hour, hour and a half, and said she finally just posted it. And she said she felt just so 
so um, at peace. And she actually got like 30 minutes of a nap time in, but she said until then, you know, she felt convicted. And I guess that's the same thing. You were kind of going through, you know, with laying there not being able to read your Bible, you can't sleep good. So, um, well, it just to me, it just falls under the kind of the whole thought process of not talk to God, and I've not, you know, read my Bible with the the chance for Him to speak to me through His Word, and going to sleep without having talked to Him. I don't know. It, it, I, I guess it almost kind of scary to think that, you know, as far as this thought's concerned, when you lay down and go to sleep, that's the closest to death, you know, you're going to be barring, you know, some crazy catastrophe, you know, medical coma or whatever. You know, I don't, I may not wake up. I may not wake up from, from, Oh, yeah, it's not given. You know? That would be it. And if and it, I'm going to stop you right there just for a second. That would be the way I'd want to go. Is it well, yeah, I mean, in all reality, if the, I pray the Lord's going to take me. Well, he's going to take you, brother. Uh, <laughs> he's going to take I'm, you. It's a When I'm asleep. Yeah, that would be amazing. You know, but it's not, it's not being scared that, you know, I leave this world. It's being scared that I could possibly leave this world, and the last thing I'd done before I, I left wasn't talk to God, and wasn't, you know, reading His Word. So, well, that's why the Bible that's just tells me. us to. That's just me. You know, it's right. not. You don't. I'm not saying that. You know, you have to do that. So, well, you know, it's biblical. As, long, as far as the longs of line of saying God tells us to always be in spirit, be in the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Uh, pray without ceasing. So essentially you're always, you know, trying to talk to God. Um, so, you know, well, it's, it's logical that you feel that way. You I'll know what I'm it, saying? And I can say this much too, especially after a long day, you know, a lot going on with work and family, you know, feel like you're kind of being pulled in a hundred different directions, got a lot of stuff going on. There's there's a real peacefulness to reading the Word of God before you go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you, you think, what else would God want me doing, you know, other than spreading the gospel? At that point, you're laying in bed. How else could you be pleasing God? I, I don't know any other way other than praying. I mean, He wants us in His Word. That's how He speaks to us. Well... With that peacefulness, though, it gives me a chance to lay aside everything that's, that's going on, focus on my Creator, my Lord and Savior, and His holy and precious Word, rest in His peace. And not only that, but if that, that being the last thing that's on my mind when I fall asleep, that's on my mind while I'm asleep. Because a lot of times, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, again, being an old man, having to use the bathroom, never fails. If I could drink one drop of water and have to use the bathroom four times for 
morning. Trust comes. me, I'm the same <laughs> way, man. But when I wake up, like last night, I woke up and uh, there was a some scripture that that was on my mind when I woke up, um, and you know, very possibly it could be, you know, a message uh, for the next sermon. You know, so I'm gonna be studying on it. I feel like the Lord blessed me with that. You know, um, just just reassuring to have the Word of God on your mind uh, and, and that that time of day at night. So, you know, that's something to think about. Somebody's listening in that, you know, maybe they have trouble going to sleep at night or, or getting rest. Um, I encourage them to try sitting and reading the Word of God and, and allowing His peace just to come over you and, and calm you down and and uh, lay a, lay aside the weight of this world and and look to him. So, have you ever felt worthless or not needed? This past week, I battled with feeling worthless. Satan was after me this week. Today, I go to church like I do every Sunday to worship, and God definitely showed up. My preacher preached just what I needed to hear, not knowing what I was even dealing with. God loves me, even if I do feel worthless or not important. I am important. I'm needed. I'm worth everything to God. God loves me even if I am a hot mess. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by my amazing God. God can save us from anything if you just go to him and ask. I'm so thankful for my salvation. I'm telling you, if you don't know Jesus, you should get to know him. He's a lifesaver. He's helped me through things that I never thought I would come through. God is good all the time. That was my wife's Facebook post. Amen. By the way. That's awesome. So, like I said, I think God's using You know her. what's funny, and I just remembered this. James, preacher James said that yesterday morning, right before he preached. What's he that? said he wasn't 100% sure why the Lord had laid that message on his heart. Yeah. He was going to preach it. It could have very well been Sean. Well, and you know, yeah, I was telling you this earlier. God takes care of his children. You know, and I, I'm going to go on a limb and say... There was more than just her that needed to hear that. I'm sure. I'm sure of that. But, but some, I wouldn't excuse the matter of if it would have just been her. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I didn't feel worthless all week. I felt wore out, <laughs> but not well, worthless. But I, I get that way. Now, I can say this much. Like I said, I preached, preached last night at church. And I, I was telling you all that, you know, I had a whole different sermon lined up and by Friday Lord changed it and sent me in a completely different direction and I wasn't entirely sure I didn't know where it was where it was going or why um, and I noticed last night and it just Kind of melted my heart because I didn't. I just. I guess I didn't understand that how God was going to use me to impact those that were there. The altar was full last night. I guess more than anything, it just it amazes me how God will use you if you let Him to 
to bless somebody else and you know make, and I because I didn't understand the message because to the extent the folks that were there you know the message was sin sick I don't believe anybody in particular there was sin sick you know that I don't know God knows everybody's heart I don't right. know everybody's heart but but we all know folks friends family neighbors that are sin sick but for them to come and, and pray like they did last night just praying for those around us that are dealing with sin and that are lost and undone that we should be lifting up to God every time we pray so you know maybe God used me to just refresh people's memory of of the lost ones in their life that you know, I don't know, but like I said, I just I didn't know. Like James said yesterday morning, you're not 100 percent sure why God led you in that direction, but you know, His will be done. So. Well, <clears throat> that may very well be the case, but we all know that there's been people sit on front row pew that's in hell right now. And there's a lot of people who think, well, we're, we go to church, we, we try to do right, moralistically, we are in good standing, but if that was the case, we wouldn't need Jesus. We're all sinners. This is true, true. Very and true. a lot of people think, well, I'm saved, I don't really necessarily need to hear the gospel. I don't really need, um, kind of like, per se, somebody might have been sitting there and saying, well, you're preaching in the choir, brother. You know, I'm not seeing sick. Well, and that's the thing, as far as being a preacher, when God leads you in a direction, I don't question it. No. I just go with it. Right. I respect that. Because I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, my mind and my flesh will never, ever, ever do the right thing. Oh, you'll make a mess out of it every I time. will. I 100% follow God. You got to. When God says, I want you to do this and I want you to go this way, yes, sir. Lean on I'm your, going. your own understanding. Yeah, because His ways and His knowledge are way above mine. And I'm, I may not understand it. I may not see the picture of what He's trying to achieve. All I'm trying to do is be about his business. Well, you know, I heard, I think that Phil Robertson was talking about this at one time. Uh, there's a reason why God doesn't show up, you know, per se, like he did for the apostles. Uh, when, you know, they, he showed up after he had risen. And, you know, even Dalton Thomas had to, touch him and still didn't believe him yeah um you know god could very well physically show up and reveal himself to us yeah he could but he's not going to and the reason why you know if god was to show up in this room right now we're going to look at each other probably probably about near have a heart attack um uh, for one for two i tell you what he showed up here right right now i'd fall flat on my face I don't think we'd have a choice. 
I mean, I mean his, knowing who he is. His power and his glory. We'd have to wear a veil over our face, wouldn't we? <laughs> Look like Moses. <laughs> but the thing about it is, the truth of it is, he's not going to. Because if we were trying to witness that to someone else, they're going to look at us like we're lunatics, which well, they, they already do. Yeah, they already look, think we're crazy. But my point being is, does it really matter? We're, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. That, you know, that's a good question. What's something, a good question? Something to think about. What? You know, why, why, why does God choose not to physically show himself. Well, I mean, I, well, I guess maybe that's not the correct way to word it because I feel like he does physically show himself through the believers. He but does, but I'm talking about as just in, like me and you right as now. As in first person. You come, right? he, him come sit down here right now. Well, I mean, he did in Jesus, because Jesus is his son, right. son of man, son of God. But we was no, he we was, was fully not around. God. We were non, non yes. avoid, okay, null avoid, whatever it's called. But I kind of answered that. He doesn't have to. He doesn't need to. He's already, he already has. Exactly. For one, for two, the Bible tells us, "Blessed be the ones that still have faith and not seen." Well, I think. He, yes, he could. If he wanted to physically appear, without a doubt, he could do it. But we'd want, it, we'd want that all the time. And then we would, as nature, and in humans, we would take it for granted. We would take it for granted. We'd expect, we'd, we'd expect him to physically come to us in first person, you know, an actual... <clears throat> encounter but here's the thing and we've all heard this saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you know God but see, here's could the show thing. up people I don't, still wouldn't believe it. exactly I was fixing to say I still don't think people would believe if oh, he, look at Thomas I know. we have an example someone that actually did see him in the flesh I mean touched him okay Thomas is the perfect example because not only was he a disciple and walked that knew with him Jesus, before he died. Walked with Jesus for three and a half years and watched Jesus perform miracle after miracle after miracle and having felt the power of God physically and spiritually for him to not believe when Jesus appeared to them had to yet. Thomas still had to touch him. Did not believe. Did not believe. After all he had seen and witnessed, still not did not believe. We're, we're Thomas. We wouldn't believe it. And that's why I say, blessed be the ones that have faith, believe, and still not, or haven't seen. That, that's us. I mean, well, we was says, not there. Uh, the... Make sure I got it worded correctly. Faith is a things hoped for, things not seen. So it's what we hope is coming that we know exists, but we've not seen. Let me look that well, up. There's different. 
ways God reveals himself to each individual. Um, now, don't get that twisted. There's only one God. There's different ways that he reveals himself to each person. Well, I mean, I'm not going to dig into the whole laying on our hands and healing folks and all that, but if you're a child of God and you're a Christian, Jesus reveals himself, God reveals himself every day. I'll give you a perfect example. At the end of the week, when you don't you don't understand or you're not sure how the money you've made is going to pay all the bills you got to pay and feed the family. And when it's all said and done, you paid the bills, fed the family, and you still got money left, there's God. Yeah. When you don't know where the energy is going to come from that is going to get you through the week to get the, get the work done that you need to do, you not only get the work done that you need to do and you got energy to spare, that's God. When you stop worrying and it breaks through whatever it may be, that's God. Yep. And that leads me back to what my point is. It's faith. We walk by faith. And I feel like when we show faith, God sees that. And that's when he reveals himself to us. But see, that's the that's the problem with a lot of Christians today, is they overlook that stuff. Take it for granted. Take it for granted. They overlook it. They don't give no thought about it. Brother, when I wake up in the mornings and I get to see another day, Absolutely. that's God. Oh. When I get to see the sunrise. And I get to walk another day on this earth, as much as I'd rather go on to be with Him, that's still God. That's God in my life. Because I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised I'm going to wake up in the morning. But that's God allowing it to happen. I can look back at my life and see what I've made it through and what I, you know, still the love I feel from God. That's a testimony in itself because, you know, I've, even though I've walked through the, the valleys of the shadow of death, he's been with me, right there with me. When you're hanging by a thread, make sure it's the hem of his garment. His garment. His. Brother, Brother Scott sent me that. That's funny. Didn't you just say that like 10 well, minutes? That's how I read it. Oh, is that how you know? <laughs> I was wondering where you got that. But that's the truth, and that, that kind of fits in what we're saying. Yeah. When, when life is chaotic, you don't know where the money's coming from or where the money's going to come from. You don't know where you're going to get the time or the energy to get everything done. But it all gets paid. It all gets done. It's all took care of. That's God. That's God through and through. you think you're going to be single the rest of your life? and don't know who you're going to be with, you seek God and He'll send you somebody. That's what, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying is God is, is in everything. 
but we just don't acknowledge it. We don't give him the praise for it. I bet if you walked out here on the street and, you, and Lord willing, you find a child of God, you find a child of God and you ask them, have you thanked God lately for the clothes on your back? Have you thanked him for the food you got to eat? I'd probably be willing to say about nine out of ten of them would say no. They're going to say, I'm thankful. But who are you thankful for? Or what are you thankful for? Are you thankful are for Are we the... giving God credit? No. That he deserves. Not. You're not giving him the credit he deserves. You're not giving him the, the honor and the glory and the praise for what he has done for you. A lot of them are more focused on what he hasn't done and what they don't have. Yeah. Pessimistic approach. Paul tells us in the New Testament how to be a how to be a base and abound. In other words, it, praise God in the good times and the bad, and thank Him for where you're at. Always praise his holy name no matter what is going on, no matter what you have or what you don't have. And if if you'll give him the honor and the glory through it all, he'll take care of it. Gotta have faith. Got to have faith. I know today's episode wasn't kind of, it wasn't really like our normal episodes. But the Lord led us this way. Praise his name. Thank God for it. Your most kind and gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, we are. We're very thankful for all that you blessed us with. Lord, we thank you for the the breath of life that we have within these bodies of ours. Father, we thank you for the clothes on our back, the food on our table, Lord. We thank you for just being able to, to get out here and work, Lord. We thank you for the day that you've given us, Lord. We're not promised anything. We're not promised tomorrow. Lord, we're not promised five seconds, five minutes, or five years from now. But, Lord, we're thankful for what we do have. And Lord, I pray that you just allow us to shine the light of Jesus to those around us. Lord, those that we meet from day to day, if it be your will. And Father, I pray, Lord God, that if somebody hears this, Lord, that, that just needs to thank you. I, I pray that their heart just become heavy, Lord, till they just, just call out to you and thank you for all that you've done for them. And Father, I, I pray that you continue to just walk with us, lead us, and guide us. Father, we thank you and we love you. For it's in Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. I have received, I have received his precious blood.